people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm going to take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you. You feel you're talented in that. Pursue that. Who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the another episode, the episode of the JK Experience. James. Hello, sir. Your voice has changed a little bit. A little bit. I, well, I went and I drank some water. and Yeah? Kinda. It's getting better. I think so. I'm on the man. Somewhat. Have you, have you cut that album deal yet? No, I'm, I'm still trying to find a publisher. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, whatever I can do to help. I don't know anybody that's published an album, but... You should work on that. We should have somebody. If you're listening to this episode and you know somebody that's published an album, yeah, you should let us know. Let me know, because I'm, I'm really looking for my big break. Yes. That's my lion. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Dude, I, I tell you what, I am so excited. Last night, had a great evening and just knocking out a bunch of projects and some things. I mean, it was actually, it was awesome. It was like, I was in this flow. Um, you know, every once in a while we get ourselves in this flow, right? Where it's just, you got the words and you, and it all comes out and you're writing it down and it sounds great. Or you're just able to knock a lot of things off the plate because they've been just sitting there hovering over you for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just awesome, man. Just had a great evening. Um, uh, I was Kate and I were talking, and I was sharing with her some challenges I was having in some of these uh, these uh, projects. And dude, she just had answer after answer after answer. I'm like, I got to include you more, sister. Like this is awesome. So, dude, I'm just on fire. I am so excited. Um, We've got obviously Christmas party coming up as a company, and we know how big that is. Every year it gets bigger. Every year it becomes more epic. And I got to tell you, I was a little bit concerned going into this event with the theme. And, you know, I always like to have a speech repaired. I like to have um, a, a, a way to vision cast and really tie in everything that happened in the year. But also, of course, obviously uh, the excitement of the accomplishments that happened with all of the uh, independent contractors. Yeah. And uh, it just came together, dude. Good. Good. Well, you know, we, we do those awards, you know, yes. we, we do the awards for, for the independent agents and, and that is such a fun time. You know, I, I enjoy sitting back and watching, kind of watching the room, gauging the room and watching the people kind of on the edge of their seats when you're announcing yeah. the award. And because you, you do a really good job of keeping the suspense high yes. up until you announce the name. And there's at least three or four people in the room going, Oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Right. So I enjoy that. And it's, it's just a kind of a festive, festive thing. And Last year, everybody had a great time. I mean, there was uh, some people had like a really, really good time. Yes, but it was just fun. I, I that's probably one of the best company Christmas parties I've ever attended. Well, it wait was awesome. till this year; oh, it's going to get wait. better. You know, it's interesting as I think about it. It's kind of an interesting dichotomy, right? Um, you know, we, we live in this society and this culture where you know everybody gets an award, and we've kind of got this backlash now, where I think the tide is turning and. Parents are understanding that, you know, not everybody deserves an award and your child just because they participated doesn't deserve a medal. Right. And I think it's really easy for us to say that, you know, I mean, as a, as a competitor, as a dad, I am, you know, as a man, I'm like, yeah, not everybody should get an award. That's just not the way that the world works. Yeah. But now, like when we have our Christmas party, I kind of want everybody to get an award Same. because I do feel bad. Just like you said, like there's two or three people that are not, that they think they're going to get the award and they don't. And then there's no award for second place. Like you are either it or you're not. Wait, hold on. 
Are you telling me there is no co-podcast reward? At no. The Christmas? Ah. No, there's not. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> but do you understand? I mean, I like, do. Because like, you want everybody to know that they count and they matter. And I'd love to get you an award, but... It just doesn't work that way. No, but, and I'm going to tell you this, and this is firsthand experience from this, what, he, what he's talking about right there. Last year, uh, up at our Buffalo organization, there were awards given out, and yes. somebody didn't receive any awards. Not one. And it pissed them off. Like, it yes. genuinely did. They were heated at that deal. But look what it has done. That particular person has turned on the afterburners this year. Yes. And they are rocking and rolling. Well, we will wait to this Christmas party at that office to see if that person gets awards or not. But you're right. It is a total motivator. It is. And it's so important that it gets you motivated and it doesn't tear you down and it doesn't piss you off and it doesn't open up a wound. And now you have this pity party because that's what happens. I think that's once again, why we as a culture have gone to that in the past of like, well, everybody gets an award because we don't want anybody to ever feel sorry Mm -hmm. for themselves and be, be really sad because nobody should feel sad ever. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> I love it because it, you know, it kind of lends back to that, that entitlement thing. And, and I, I raise my boys going, Hey, there is no second place ribbon. Like I know that the, at field day, everybody gets a ribbon, but I'm telling you, right. this is just temporary. So don't get used to it. And I feel, I feel pretty good about how I raise the boys and, and knowing that, that you don't get just a participation award. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, once again, I think the tide is turning. I think you're seeing more and more parents uh, starting to evaluate truly the importance of not getting an award for everybody yeah, okay. and really how that's bringing up and, and really building up um, you know, our, our next generation of, of kids. So, sure. all right. So, Hey, I want to talk about, I want to, so going along this, I want to talk about stewardship. I want to talk about stewardship and this theme, this idea of 10,000 and how they kind of correlate with each other. Because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you're, you're a leader, you're, you probably are either a self-proclaimed leader or people truly do, um, think of you as a leader and you're looking for the tools. You're looking for just like, Hey, listen, I'm experiencing some of these challenges and I just love it when you guys talk personally on some challenges that you're faced with, because it helps me tackle things in my life, hopefully before you have to experience them. But I think that once again, we want this podcast to be a podcast that is sharing experiences that we are going through. So that way you can, when you are going through them, you know how to at least tackle it in your own way. Yeah. So we, you know, we talk about, first of all, the stewardship and stewardship is a big part of leadership, right? Because it, it takes more than just a CEO or it takes more than just a manager to uh, run a successful operation and lead yes. people, right? So those people who are not the CEO or the COO or the CFO, those people also have to take some stewardship in that organization to propel it to the next level. Yes. So, and you know, understand that stewardship is not ownership, but it's kind of a, a metaphorical ownership, right? Well, you don't you don't have actually dollars and cents involved. Yes. But you you take ownership of that property. It's like a um, I, I'm struggling for the word, but you you own the property, but you don't. Yeah, and I think I'm so glad you said that because you you know you're right. You you don't have like a physical ownership of the equity in the company or yeah. the business itself, but you take personal ownership of yes. it because you know it goes back to your integrity. You've been hired to do a job as a as a manager, as a director, right? And part of that is 
like, you take taking ownership of stewarding other people because it's not about the job anymore. It's about who you are and what you're trying to do and impact and maybe even following your mission statement. Maybe it's following your greater purpose. You just happen to have a job that allows you access to be able to do that. Yeah, you nailed it. That is the perfect description of that. So as you're thinking about it, I, I, want, I want you to think about this right now. Just like, who are you stewarding? Like, who are you stewarding in your life? Not necessarily, you know, there's difference between stewarding and leading, but who are you stewarding in your life right now? Who are you truly like taking time to make sure that you're pouring into the life of somebody that needs that impact in your life? You know, we get caught up so easily in the busyness, the production, the numbers, you know, how we need to make sure that we're performing well in our jobs and how make how to make sure that they're performing well at their jobs. And hey, if they do really well, then we know those impact other areas their life when we get that I, I I totally understand the numbers game right mm-hmm. that's part of that's uh, that's part of a, a business yeah but who are you stewarding who are you helping them create a better life for themselves right leadership true leadership is about stewarding other people and stewarding them in their lives and pouring into them so that they're making a greater impact and you said it really well dude is that it can't be done by one person. You have a great organization. It's not because one person is leading the way and everybody else is an ant in the ant hill, right? Yeah. You have to you have to create great leaders within your organization. The only way you do that, dude, is by stewarding them to be able to lead other people. Yeah. So when you're, you know, when you're in an organization like this, it's not just the people under your care that you're stewarding. As an example, in, you know, in the real estate world, we're stewarding the whole industry, right? Because how yes. many times have you uh, coached an agent outside of our office through a transaction? They call you and they go, Josh, I'm, I'm at a loss here. You know, what do I do about this? And you coach them through, not because it's putting any more money in the company bank account, but because you, you've stewarded them and, you, and it's the industry. You're trying to improve that industry. Yes. So um, don't think it's just the people on your payroll, you're stewarding. It's, right. it's anybody in your industry or affiliated industries. Right. Great point. Because one of the questions I had is, is that what does mentoring look like to you? Right. Yeah. And if you just kept it within the walls of your company, within your, within your business, you're missing the whole point of mentoring. Right. Yep. Because you're right. You have to have a bigger vision and you have to have a bigger purpose of why you want to pour into the lives of other people. And so that's just, uh, that's such a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's I mean, you didn't even know what I was going to ask. I had no so clue. That was awesome. Sorry to get ahead of you. No, <laughs> I know it's a great segue. That was perfect. And then also the thing is like, how do you pour into the lives of other people? I think this is one of the most intimidating things for people to, um, to kind of come to in their life as they're taking this next step. Hey, listen, I've never mentored. I've never really led other than maybe myself a little bit. Um, I sure as heck haven't ever been a steward to anybody, right? How do you mentor into people's lives. Because here's the thing. I love this quote. Um, the fear that people have is that, dude, like, who's going to listen to me? Like, you know, dude, I've failed. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of broken, right? And I love this quote. This is this is a quote that really impacted me. And it's something that I've said to a lot of people that, um, that I'm stewarding is that God can't use you until you're broken. You know, there's some, in your brokenness, there's humility. Yeah. And that's what people are looking for, man, is humility, right? If you look at the people you follow, social media, podcasts, books you read, mm-hmm. right? The movies that you're engaged with, right? The hero, the person that you're, you fall in love with, the person that you admire is the one that's broken. 
and then they get up and lead in their life. Yeah, that's uh, there's so many examples of that in you know in the written word or or in the podcast world, right? It's um, you know Gary Vaynerchuk, huge fan of him. He talks about you know you can't even know where you're going to go until you've been kicked into the dirt and you've had to dust yourself off and, yes. and move forward. And that is so true. You know, you you cannot be used until you're broken. Yeah. And I, I tell you, on a personal note, like I, it held me back for many years, man. Like I wasn't fully capable of becoming the leader that I desired to be because there was a part of me that was so broken inside that I wouldn't let anybody in. And I was still trying to figure myself out, right? Sure. So as I was trying to lead, I was doing the best I could, but I was doing it like really half as as half as I possibly could as a man, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be vulnerable. And you've talked about this, right? Vulnerability in your life is so important. And when you can open up those doors, when you can let people in and show them that, hey, this is the broken side of me, but this is the side of me that's not allowing my life to be broken. Yeah. You know, we get really good at burying our insecurities deep, deep down and kind of, kind of hiding them from the general public. But at the end of the day, those insecurities are driving us one direction or another. And until we confront them head on and realize that they don't define us, then we can't move forward. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. I would say once you are able to, like, once you tackle that, once you are able to come with this, okay, I'm going to be humble through this. I know that I'm broken but I know that I have a bigger purpose. I know that I'm called to lead. I know that I need to be a steward. I know this is an opportunity. There's somebody in front of me that's been presented to me that I know that if I just took the time to pour into their lives, it would make an impact, right? When you get to that situation right there, I'm just going to tell you two words, just start. Yeah. Like you've got to get over that. Hey, listen, well, what do I need to do? How do I need to do this? No, no, no. You just start, start the conversation, right? And by simply asking questions, it's amazing what you're going to unfold. Yeah, you never know what experience you've been through in your life that you could just share with somebody that will get them going in a direction. You know, there's uh, you and I talked about this with with Mandy yes. just yesterday. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up. I, I didn't know if you were comfortable no, talking about I'm it. Totally, totally. You know, and and Mandy um, has had was in a point in her life where she was in just this really toxic relationship, and we decided that, you know, kind of collectively, I'm going to say collectively, um, we decided that she had something to offer somebody in one of our organizations. And so we, we asked her about it and she's like, absolutely. But here's the fun thing about this is she didn't realize how valuable that experience was or would be to somebody else. Right. Until somebody said, Hey, what about this? Yes. And I'm happy for it. Now she has been, I mean, She's been on fire since I brought up that, that topic, and she just, you know, now she wants to share. And I, I want to further another point there. You know, these people who are like, well, I don't even know where to get started, and you say, just just start, right? Yes. Just, just start doing it. Sometimes people, and I want you to talk about this, sometimes people say, and even in our organizations, they aspire to be on the leadership, right. Right, on the leadership team. Yeah. And they just, that's what they want to do. And you and I agree that you don't have to have a title in your name to lead people. True. Right? And I I just want you to kind of expound on that a little bit. Yeah. You know, when we look at leaders within our organizations, we're not looking at the people that have got their hands up and saying, hey, I want to lead, I'm going to lead, I want to lead. Because oftentimes when they say I want to lead, they're missing the point in leading. Yeah. 
Because we are looking for people that are leading themselves in their life. I'm not looking for, hey, listen, are you a good boss and telling other people what to do? Are you really good at holding other people accountable? No, no, no. We have identified people that have been awesome at leading in their lives. And then we watch people when they talk, we watch people how they react to them. Yes. Right. And if you're leading in your life, if you are on fire and disciplined in your life and you're doing the things that are improving yourself and your business and all these other aspects and people are watching you and they're kind of hanging on your word and they're, you know, they admire you and they're making comments on your Facebook pages or they're anytime you're around them, they're always like, I mean, they're waiting for you to speak. Yeah. You're a leader. Yep. Right. And those are the people that we're looking for. So true. So true. And and thank you for that because it, it, again, so many people are waiting. Well, man, if I could just, you know, if I could just get promoted into a position of management, boy, then I could really lead people. Yes. Not true. Yes. You can lead people from the very bottom rung of an organization. Yeah. And you, all you have to do is look in the stinking mirror. You got it. Right. You yes. start there first. You start there first, lead yourself first, start understanding what discipline means in your life. And it is amazing how people will want to be led by you by your example, by the things you do, by the accomplishments that you make, by the goals that you achieve. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to, to figure out where you're, where you tie in the 10,000 hours with this. Yeah. So I, so the, I, I want to give two hacks here first. So okay. as you just start though, you know, we say, Hey, just ask questions. Oh, she's, I don't even know the questions to ask. And we've said this before, but I think it's really well worth repeating is that there's two questions that I use all the time. There's two questions that I would encourage you to be using all the time in conversations is first of all, is just say, Hey, tell me, what does that look like? Okay. Right. What does that look like? And then it allows them to explain more of that, right? It allows them to get a little bit deeper in the conversation. And then the other one is like, hey, tell me more about that. Yeah. I mean, simply by asking those two questions, you're going to go three, four, six, ten layers deep, and you're going to get to the root of the problem, and you haven't made a statement yet. Yes. You've just simply asked questions. So I would say when you start, simply just start asking questions, right? Don't make statements yet. One of the things that we can be, I think that you can make a mistake in when it starts to become stewardship and leadership in somebody's life is that you start putting your opinion on them from the beginning yeah. and you have established no trust yet. Correct. Right? Correct. So you've got to be very delicate with that. You and I just talked about a very sensitive conversation that we were having with somebody and like, like, man, do I, do I give advice in this? And, you know, if I give advice and these are the ramifications and then, you know, I, you know, man, I know that's not good leadership right there. Right. You, you can't, you, you, you can't in certain situations, right. Where you're going to say you should do this because if they do this and these are the consequences that happen, guess who they're going to blame. Yeah. It's all on you. Absolutely. And that's not leading by the way. That is not. No, that's not. So you need to be able to ask great questions. You need to be able to help them identify their path. Now, listen, I also want to say that you also, because of your experience, you know, the Mandy situation, Mm -hmm. you can talk about your personal experience. You can talk about the decisions that you made and the consequences that were, that were, that came from that, or the things that were positive that happened because of the decisions that you made. I would just really be hesitant to be telling people what to do in their lives in a, in a fact, especially when it's a very sensitive or it could be a very uh, escalated, tragic, hard, hard thing that might come up. Yeah. And, and this is, I mean, this is a very, very valid point. Once you are actually in a position of leadership, you know, once people are looking to you to lead them, you have to be really careful what advice you offer up because 
they're they're figuring that advice is solid gold. Take it to the bank, right? And that's not what we're in the business to do. We're we're in the business to to kind of help them along and help them see their own path right. rather than tell them their path. Yep, that's exactly right. And I would say once again, yeah. So don't try to have all the answers. One of the things that I learned earlier on when I was um, developing my leadership skills is that. I always wanted to. I wanted to have. I wanted to have substance. I had, I wanted to have something of just like that maybe was meaningful. So I took it as a mission to uh, look at quotes on a daily basis because I just wanted wisdom from other people because I didn't have wisdom at that time. You know, I had some knowledge and I had a little bit of understanding, but I I, I hadn't been into this leadership thing long enough to establish any type of wisdom. So I made it a point to start memorizing quotes. And it's, it's awesome when you can do that. Hey, listen, man, I was just talking, I was listening to John C. Maxwell and John C. Maxwell said, boom, 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 boom. Or Theodore Roosevelt said, da, 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 right? John F. Kennedy, man, he had a great quote and he said this. It just helps bring some like wisdom to a conversation that you maybe don't have enough in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's so true. And, and we, you know, we, we can use those, but we, we gotta, we gotta be careful not to rely too much on True. those. Right. And, and, you know, because it's, it's real easy to be, you know, to be that leader that's a, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep, you yes. know, not a lot of depth, but, um, you, you also have to mix in some of those personal experiences as well. Like, like right. we talked about, right. And again, and I keep using this word, we keep using this word, but it goes back to that vulnerability. Yeah. If you can let people know where you have struggled in the past, then it lets them know that you've been there. It gives you kind of some street cred. Yes, exactly. No, absolutely. I also think that, you know, one of the things that I've done in the past is when I read books, like I, got, I went through this phase in my life where I just wanted to read as many books as I could. I wanted to be that guy that'd be like, yeah, dude, I read 500 books last year. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because that was kind of the cool thing or that was what leaders did, man. They read so many books. And if you look at like Theodore Roosevelt, he was reading one book a day. And I'm like, dude, how did he have enough time as the president of the United States and boxing uh, a bear and riding a moose and, you know, establishing the national parks and you know, all these things that he did? I'm like, come on. I, I, I struggle sometimes to read 10 pages in a book a day, right? Yeah. But as I went through, like, why am I really doing this? Why am I reading these books, right? I wanted those books to make a difference in my life. I wanted those books to um, somehow resonate with me so that I could then pour that into somebody else. So what I learned um, after a couple of years of reading is that, you know what? I got to slow down and I got to be more intentional. I'm reading these books for a purpose. And so on some of the great books, I mean, first of all, I'm highlighting the crap out of a lot of the books. I'm earmarking a lot of them. I'm going back over them. And then the ones that I really, really resonate with, I'm actually tick, I'm literally taking the words out of that book and I'm creating a document with it so that I can go back into it and say, yeah, that was an important, like that was a great phrase. That was a great paragraph. And then from there, I would say that I implement them into a conversation. I implement them into a speech. I, I use them so that I become familiar with them and then I take ownership of them. Sure. Right. That's why we read books. Yep. Yeah. At least that's what I do. Yeah. I've so totally seen you do this and, and it's great. And what a great hack, right? Why not put it into a document so that you can reference it without flipping through the, you know, 160 pages or whatever. So that's a great hack. Uh, the other thing I would just say is, okay, we've put a lot on your plate. We know, I mean, like we've thrown a lot of things at you. I would just say, finally, you just got to breathe. Yeah. So you true. just got to breathe and just realize that it takes time. Like the leader that you want to become, the, the person uh, uh, and that's going to be stewarding people, 
it takes time, it takes practice, it takes conversations, right? And we sometimes rush so much into, well, no, I want to be at a 10. I want to be at a level 10 and I'm at a two right now. But you you understand like if you truly want to do this right, if you truly want to make a great impact on people's lives, you got to go from a two to a three, then a three to a four, and then a four to a five, right? Yeah. And I'm right now, and the, the new thing that I've been saying in my life, it's not the first time I've heard it by any means, but the thing that I'm taking ownership of is, is this 10,000. Yeah. 10,000 reps, right? So everything that I'm doing is part of the 10,000 reps it's taking me to be a better leader, somebody that can be a better steward for people, right? So when it comes to my goals for next year, when it comes to new projects that we're taking on, I'm, I'm looking at them as not just goals, but also as that's a part of my rep. Yeah. That's a part of my rep. I've got an event coming up January 11th for our Kingsmen, and I'm just absolutely thrilled about it. And I'm literally, as I was talking to Kate last night, I was saying, you know what? I don't care if there's 10 guys. I don't care if there's 100 guys because that's a part of my rep. Yeah. That's going to be one rep down. It's going to get me closer to me becoming the man that I desire to be. Yeah, so again, brilliant concept because... I, I struggled with this in, yes. in some of my training sessions, right? Uh, you know, in, in your training sessions, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put the work into the material, you wanna you wanna be able to to expose as many people as you can to it. Problem is, independent contractors they kind of come and go as they please. Yeah, there were days when I had literally one person in my training sessions, and I I struggled with that. And I'm like, Josh, what the heck? How do I get? My... And you said, No, this is all part of the ten thousand reps. Yeah, you know, this is this is you honing your skills. So that when you do get in front of 200 people to train them, you have it down. Right. And I've embraced that. And, and I look at everything now as I'm just building those 10,000 reps so that I can get to that point. Right. So if you're listening to this, you know, we just gave you two great examples, I believe, of when you are faced with, hey, listen, I'm constantly trying to grow myself, but I'm not getting in front of the people that I want to, or I'm not having the results or seeing the results I want to right now. It's okay. Because that's not about that moment. It's about the rep. It's about you getting to take ownership of it. It's about you becoming an expert in that industry, that field, right? That message, whatever you're trying to take ownership of it. It's about you doing it time and time and time again. Because when the opportunity allows for you to be in front of those people, allows for you to to be in front of that person that's going to make a huge decision about the next step in your life, you don't want to practice on them. Yeah, you do not want to be practicing when it matters. Yes. You know, you look at you look at athletes, they don't just show up to the basketball court and that's the first time they've been on a court in the last six months. They're practicing. They're practicing their trade so that when it matters, it matters. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, hey, us and uh, yeah, we kind of went a little long. That's okay. Hey, we talked about some important things. Um, you know, I hope that you guys, as you, I hope you took something away from this. I hope that if, whether it was like you're going to start taking notes in the book, whether it's the two questions that you should be asking people, what's the fact that you just have confidence now with yourself to actually start stewarding other people in your life? Because I guarantee there is something in your life that was broken that you have healed. And that would benefit somebody else's life. You just have to have the courage to take that step and have some faith and some humility and that vulnerability to make a difference. Yeah. You never know who your experiences are going to affect positively. Yes. All right, man. Hey, always appreciate you.
It's always good to be here. Okay. Hey, you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Thanks as always for joining us. We always appreciate you. We love the comments. Please comment. Let us know what you think and if this is valuable to you. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.